Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the podcast where we are completely and absolutely focused on your development as a leader. And as we are now into a brand new year, so many people who are interested in the topic that I am about to share today. You know, one of the things as I, I lay the foundation for this, and I want you to really understand that everybody has an idea, a big idea, something that you have seen in your spirit, something that you've dreamed about, something that you're motivated to accomplish. But one of the things that I think has been a tremendous lament in the life of so many is the fact that they haven't had the strategies or the skills to be able to bring those things to fruition. And as a result, that's why I want today to have a conversation with you about making vision a reality. I want to say, beginning, that the book that I've written, No Opportunity Wasted, The Art of Execution, is really a book that I would highly recommend to you in this particular area because I lay out really a blueprint on how to execute a vision that you have. There are many people who experience levels of frustration because they don't have the tools, the strategies. And so the reason why you're connected to Next Level Leader is because I want to bring that thing out of the theoretical realm and I want to bring it into a practical realm where it can be lived out to truly be a blessing to those to whom you want to bless. I want to, first of all, give this principle and I want to spend a little time talking about it, that visualization to activation is a process. Let's let that sink in for a moment. Visualization to activation is a process. This does not happen overnight. It doesn't. There are many people who have been listening to these podcasts and you've heard me talk about when I've had a vision, how often what I've done is I've agonized over it, was in my spirit for some time. And after I agonized over it, you know, I began to strategize. And after strategizing, I was able to organize. And after organizing, I was able to actually mobilize, right? So it is essential now. It is beyond essential now that you and I understand that this is not going to happen overnight. You have to appreciate what happens in the subway, in the planning Phase. And I mentioned the subway because just because you can't see it often doesn't mean it's not underground moving. That's where the real work takes place in the process. So if you're agonizing over it, do it. Work through it in your spirit. Begin agonizing to shift to a place where you say, I need to really organize this uh, after strategizing. And as I strategize, I can organize. And so 
This is a very important principle because a lot of people have great visions, great ideas, and we think, wow, I want to accomplish this, you know, next week. I want to pull this off next month. When in fact, you know, you have to understand that this takes time because of the incredible reach it has, how awesome it is. You want to make certain that you allow the process to take its course. It's like an embryonic process moving in an incubation. The embryonic vision occurs. It must be incubated. It goes through this process before it's birthed. And so this is very, very critical, right? So it is a process. So don't fight the process. Be patient. Don't get too in a hurry. Take your time. Read what you have to read. Align yourself with what you have to be aligned in order that you can gain as much as you can because this next principle is one that I believe will really help you focus. And that is that the vision must solve a problem. The thing that is very important to understand is that God will never show you something that won't solve a problem. There are problems in the earth and what your vision, your dream is about, it is about solving a crisis or a problem in the earth. There's an answer. Your vision is an answer to something. And so you have to begin to realize if you don't identify what the problem is you're called to solve, you then become a problem yourself. So you have to begin to zone in on what is this problem in the earth that my purpose, my vision needs to solve. And you have to understand that's a unique gift. That's a unique space in the earth for someone like you to really move into a place of activation, to move into a place of making this vision a reality. Because once I identify the problem, that's where the passion comes. That's where the desire, I get up every day because I see this problem and I know that there is something in me that is um, designed to help solve it. That's what the researcher does. You think about a researcher who is trying to do research around a particular disease and they are motivated by the fact that every time they see the disease, they're like, there's something in me I know that that is supposed to be a part of finding a cure to that. Something inside of you should be self-motivated enough to say, I've identified the problem in the earth and as a result, I now understand my passion is tied to solving that problem. If there is no problem, there will be no passion. And you can't just solve other people's problems that have already been solved. That's not what executing on vision is. If a problem in the earth has already been solved, why would you go and recreate another solution for a problem that's already solved? You have to be able to identify that. Now, the third thing is important. Listen to this. Vision is always bigger than your budget. Now, I know when you see something, God shows you something, the first thing you say is, but wait a minute, I don't have the money to pull that off. That's what often frustrates so many people because you think that your vision needs to be your size when in fact it's God's size. I'll say it over again. The vision should never be your size. It should always be God's size. And if you can't afford it, it's not a vision. It's just a good idea. Vision is always bigger than your budget and bigger than your bank account. And you must remember that if it's God's will, it's God's bill. God's choice, it's God's invoice. 
I have never had a vision I could afford. But what begins to happen is that there will be an alignment of resources to the vision that you have once it's shared with clarity, once you are able to get people to buy into it, they will begin to invest in it because they see it as something bigger than themselves. So don't be discouraged because you don't have the money for it. The idea itself is what will draw resources and will draw people who will come alongside and be allies toward the fulfillment of the thing you're trying to do. Why? Because they see the problem in the earth. They want to invest in that to make certain that your vision comes to fruition. If people are not passionate about your vision, it's because they don't see your passion around the problem in the earth you're trying to solve. Let's be very, very clear. God funds purpose. He funds purpose. So if you're not walking squarely in purpose, you can't expect funding to come. That's why alignment is important. Think about it just for a moment. Keep your vision under divine supervision, you will very seldom have division, but you will always have provision. Whenever you are properly aligned, you will never have to worry about how provision is going to come in your life. It is how God takes care and funds the purpose. Now, here's the next thing. There can be no cooperation, and collaboration without clarity. The vision must be written that those who read it can run with it. Clarity is so key. You can't have these vague, very open-ended kind of visions. I want to change the world. I want to do it. That's not clear enough. I want to make a difference. Well, who doesn't? Focus the vision and make it clear and very specific about what you're trying to do. Now, let's go back to that first part I talked about. Remember I told you that I was agonizing over it and then I strategized and then I organized and I mobilized? Think about this for a moment. When you share vision with people, you have to be able to share specifically what your strategy is to get it done. That's how you get buy-in and collaboration and cooperation. You can't walk into a room and just share a big idea and say, well, I, you know, no, I need this. You have to know what your asks are. And your ask should not always be monetary. Your ask can be, I need help with folks who can volunteer. I need help with folks who understand technology. I need folks in this area to do this and that. So as a consequence, look, you're creating a need within the fulfillment of the vision where people can say, now I can do that. I can help you with that. I can't even count the amount of times I've had people present visions to me and all it ended up being was a request for money. When in fact, had they come and said, I need A, B, C, D, choose what you want to do, I could have given them resources of relationships. You see, what you don't want to miss is the greatest resource of relationships. Collaboration, clarity. When somebody opens up their relationships to you and say, you know, you need to talk to this person, I'll connect you. You need to talk to this person, I'll connect you. That is better than money. Trust me, relationships, relationships. 
are capital in the fulfillment of your vision. This is how it's manifested. Now, let's review to this point. Visualization to activation is a process. It's going to take some time. But what I understand that, and I'm agonizing, strategizing, I'm organizing and mobilizing. Mobilizing to what? Well, secondly, vision solves a problem. So there is a problem in the earth that causes me to get up every day, and that's my passion, and that's what I'm speaking to. Those are my talking points. I am trying to solve that problem in the earth. There is a gap, and God has aligned me to fill it. And watch this. I can't be deterred because of funding, because vision is always bigger than my budget. So if I don't have the money, that means it's real vision because it's God's size and it's not my size. And it must be brought forth with clarity so that I can have cooperation and collaboration, buy-in, alignment, so that I can get this thing done. How powerful is that? And the next thing I think is important, and I'll rest here for a moment because you have to get to a place where you're not deterred by naysayers. You know, if Noah had been distracted by naysayers, he and his family would have drowned with the rest of the earth. But he had a vision with clarity. He began to build that ark. His family was involved in building the ark, and that was a strategy. He built it in the face of negativity. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. He did it in the face of naysayers. You really will never execute and make vision a reality unless you arrive at a place in your life where you really are not deterred by naysayers. Your vision will always attract negative people. It will always attract people who will say things like, you know, I really care about you and this is really for your good, but I think you're biting off more than you can chew or I think it's too big and maybe you ought to reconsider. All these things are just seeds of negativity to discourage you and dissuade you from believing that the thing you know you've been placed on earth to accomplish can actually manifest. So you want to open up a business, a franchise. You want to buy that land and do this and do that. Well, guess what? You can't focus on the naysayers. If there is one thing I have learned over these years of leading is that my vision attracts naysayers. And that to me is confirmation that the thing that I see, the thing that God told me to do is absolutely in alignment with his will. I say it often, and you'll get it. I say it often, dogs don't bark at parked cars. If you are static, not moving, guess what? You can expect no opposition. But if you are progressively moving toward the thing you know you're assigned to do, you're going to have a lot of barking coming at your life. Listen, I want you to hear this. Next point, that you've got to put the work in in order to get a return. If there is no labor, there is no reward. Now, a lot of times we don't really understand when we see people walking in incredible blessings, we don't realize 
in the earlier stages, the amount of work and sweat equity that people put into their companies and put into their ministries and put into what they did, you got to roll your sleeves up because your level of investment is in direct proportion to your level of return. So what you have to do is not delegate the sweat equity to other people, but you've got to be willing to roll your sleeves up and get dirty too. You've got to put the work in. You've got to get the grind. No grind, no glory, right? So it is so important. I don't know how to stress this because you can't be lazy. You can't be like the ant, O sluggard, according to Solomon, who says, look at the ant, how the ant is not lazy. The ant gets up, ant works, 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 and always has. And you ought to have ant sense. You ought to get to a point where I'm grinding, I'm moving, I'm making things happen. One of the mantras that we use in our home with our children, do what you have to do when you're supposed to do it so you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. Let that sink in just for a moment. (laughs) You see, that's why if I work hard, I can play hard. My return is tied to my level of investment. So when you put that work in, sometimes it's grinding late in the midnight hour, but it will pay huge dividends. I guarantee you it will over time. Then maybe I'll share this with you finally. Vision doesn't just leave a footprint, right? That you were here, but an imprint that your legacy remains. Wow. I want you to let that sink in. See, the vision that you have ought not just be, oh, you passed this way, la-da-da. No, 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 no. There should be something generational that leaves an imprint that your legacy is in the earth and it remains. Steve Jobs didn't just pass through here. He left an imprint. And as a result, you are listening to me now on an iPhone or an iPad or whatever because of Steve Jobs' imprint. See, when you think about it, what will you leave in the earth that solves a problem that people will be talking about long after you're gone? Ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about legacy. It's about a good man or woman leaves an inheritance to their children's children. You see, when I begin to think like that, That's how vision becomes a reality. Let me help you understand something. You have to get to a place in your life where you make things happen without excuse and you have a strategy and you're seriously focused on those things that matter and you divest yourself of things full of chatter. In the season you're in now, in 2021, You have an amazing vision in front of you. Align yourself with folks that can help push that vision out. Divest yourself of negativity and people who are trying to dissuade you and discourage you from the manifestation of it. You can do this. You're a next level leader. And I guarantee you, if you put in the work, follow these simple strategies, you have no idea how that thing is going to come to fruition. Thank you so much for listening today. I want to encourage you to get my new book. My new book is called 
Leadership and Loneliness. This book is a book that's going to bless you because it's going to help you understand as a visionary how you truly are a unicorn. And sometimes people don't understand what you're talking about. You have few people that really get you. But how do you navigate this space of leadership and operate at the altitude that you operate and manage the inevitable loneliness that comes with it? I want to get it in your hand. JosephWalker3.org. Go there, JosephWalker3.org, and make sure you order it. Also, I'd love for you to follow me. Follow me on Instagram at JosephWalker3, again, the number three. Follow me and let me know that you were listening in to Next Level Leader. And if you're a first-timer, I'd love to connect with you. I try my best every single week to randomly be a blessing to a first-time listener. So I want to thank you. And the final thing, share this podcast with as many people as you can. We have crossed over the 100,000 subscriber threshold. And our goal now in this year is to reach over 300,000. We can do it. You can help me. Let's make certain we get this needed information, the lives of people around the globe. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for listening. I pray God's best be upon your life. Until next time, you take care with your next level leader self. Be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.